I really dig this intro music. Me too. It's, you know, I started writing an intro song myself, but I don't know if I can leave this one. It's just so smooth. Yeah. We made it to episode eight Here we are, of the Cause I Have To podcast. It's when following your dream is the only option, my friend. That's it. There's nothing else. You just got to do that. This week, our guest is Brianna Gross, which, little side note, she's my niece. We're going to tell this tale of how she went from pre-med to being the general manager of International Marketplace in Hawaii. She knows how to leap. I think you just have to, if you want to, you know, I have a science brain. I was a science major. Statistically, I think they, you know, they call it trust in the unknown. And statistically, I've now seen it proven itself time and time again that, and I, again, I would tell myself this when I was younger, like, just go do the thing. Just go try. Who cares if you fail? You always learn from it when you trust the unknown. And now I'm almost on the flip side. I'm almost addicted to it. Like I'm searching out the unknown. She is another beast on the show. We get all these beasts. I love it. We'll find out how she made those leaps, what was going on in her mind when she did it, and will she ever leave Hawaii? We don't know. We don't know. I mean, would you? Let's do it. Uh, hello, Brianna Gross. Welcome to the program. I'm so excited to be here with both of you and also be your eighth episode today. I know, right? And you are coming to us all the way from Hawaii. Oh, Aloha, right? I'm in uh, the heart of Waikiki and i um, just so excited to, to do this virtual thing with you. What's really awesome is that you heard about our podcast and we're like, oh my gosh, I want to be on that because I am living my dharma, my life's dream. I feel like Hawaii is a huge part of your dreams and where you have come into your own. Would yeah, you agree? Absolutely. Um, a lot of friends here and colleagues in Hawaii, we talk about that often. And the latest like place where I've landed is, I don't know if it helps just kind of give you another identity, if you will, that like allows you to truly focus on your true passion. It was for me kind of going against the grain or the societal norms, you know, all the way from Michigan and, you know, landing here, I found what I really wanted to do, like the passion and creativity. And a lot of that is because I think I felt embraced by the culture that is Hawaii and the people and the community. And I think that support system and that culture just really allowed me to flourish here professionally and live my wildest dreams. So you yourself have said you've reinvented your career several times. Now, you originally started out pre-med. And now what exactly, tell everybody what you're up to right now, how that fits into living your life stream. Yeah, well, I think we do have to go back to the beginning. I was pre-med at Michigan State University. I entered college in 2007. Detroit was, you know, one of the most affected and impacted cities from the financial crisis. And so it seemed like the healthcare industry would be a great industry and career to have and just having a stability, you know, stable job and income post-graduation. I ended up moving to California. Shout out to my LA peeps there. And um, that's right. Hung out with you guys a few times and changed my whole life. No, but I, in LA, a lot of people, obviously, and friends, including you guys and, and um, other family members were just really involved in projects that pushed them creatively. And, you know, they had to be, have no fear to do those things. A lot of my friends were, you know, right-hand people for a lot of the names and shows we all love and know. Um, and I was like, if these guys can do it and they're trying and living fearlessly, I need to start doing that. So that's kind of where LA started to show me I needed to pivot 
in my career and then landed in Hawaii and kind of took those next steps to get on that track, where eventually I'm currently a general manager of International Marketplace. Uh, we reimagined this center and uh, reopened 350,000 square feet of shopping and dining in the heart of Waikiki. And it's just this huge project. But again, the cultural and historical significance of this property, um, IMP itself, is just so awesome. And I'm so honored to lead this really special property. So you have this huge position, but you did not start in that position. So that's what I'm interested in. You really moved your way up in this company really fast. And really became so successful. Well, I want to know, like, what what was your drive? And did you always believe that that these things were possible? Yeah. So um, I think, again, I didn't, you know, I, I ended college and honestly felt hopeless, like, to be honest. And I was working at UCLA Hospital, loved that job. But, you know, I was working with the residents and I saw how they, you know, approached their work and I admired their passion and drive, but I just didn't feel that myself for healthcare. But I wanted to feel that for writing and creative thinking and strategic planning. And so that's when I knew I needed to kind of look further. When I arrived in Hawaii about seven years ago, I met up with the guy who owned his own medical device company. That's where I thought I could start applying business to healthcare. I was, I don't know, 23 or 24 at the time, managing 13 different medical supply lines and all of the ORs on Oahu with you know my devices. And I love to look back now, I'm 31, and just think about like, oh my gosh, there, you know, that moment at work and you're like, at least no one died today. I'm thankful no one died on those tables when I was doing medical device sales. But you know, I was leading physicians on and teaching them in real life how to use my equipment on patients. Um, oh, wow. And if there's an emergency, you know, one of our hospitals was an army hospital. And can you imagine not only are people normally yelling at you, but if something's going wrong, but that level of intensity and, you know, discipline that's in those hospital ORs, it was, it was intense. And so I think, you know, I'm a big believer in that every experience you have, you know, serves, you know, a purpose. And later on in life, you're going to, you know, bring that back and, you know, really serves a purpose for uh, a deeper lesson. And I'm thankful that, you know, I kind of struggled with figuring out if healthcare was for me and, you know, got to have all those experiences in healthcare with standard operating procedures and good bedside manner. I was a nursing assistant and took care of Alzheimer's patients. So I love people and I love that, you know, I loved caring for them, but I also love now um, outside of healthcare that I get to bring them to this destination and really show them Hawaii in addition to the property that I help run. So where did you go after the medical device to the company you're working for now? No. So that's where, yeah, uh, landed here. I was doing medical device sales. There was a strategic communications firm that I had some friends that were working there, and they were actually representing the, the redevelopment of this property I'm at now. That was interesting. And then also just the work they were doing with both nonprofits, for-profits, locally, nationally, international, you know, clients. So I happened to be writing a blog at the time because, again, I was feeling unfulfilled. And on the side, I was like, well, maybe I'll be fulfilled if I start the side project. It was called The Pineapple Chronicles and was writing some blogs. In my head, it was like my love letters to my grandmas, you know, teaching them about what I love so much about Hawaii at the time. Sure enough, That's you know, adorable. <laughs> sure enough, I go to this job interview and they're like, well, can you give us some writing samples? And I'm like, I'm a science major. I have like white papers and like, you know, scientific documents. And then, of course, it's like these things you're doing and following your own passions and curiosities 
all happened, you know, kind of had this culminating event where I was like, oh my gosh, I have a blog I can show you that are like, you know, lifestyle pieces. That was what got me in the door and then um, worked there for about a year, then applied for the international marketplace, you know, our client. But I actually, I applied on the construction side. So I was wearing a hard hat, the boots. They needed someone that could help the center open and meet the deadlines. It was obviously doing construction anywhere is tough, but doing that on an island when there's so many other variables is even tougher. So we just needed people to get it done. And I love a challenge and raised my hand and put my hard hat and boots on and got us through that. And we opened in August of 2016, knowing that construction was going to be ending soon and that that job would be ending. Applied for a marketing and PR job for International Marketplace. It was a manager position. Got that. There was some movement with our director leaving. And again, I just love a challenge in raising my hand. Did that. And after a few promotions was the marketing director. In 2018, our general manager decided to move to Beverly Center in LA right there. And with that, you know, there was a spot open for the GM position. You know, a year before that, I would have thought you're crazy. I would never apply for that. That's not interesting. But over the course of that time and working with him, he was my best mentor I've ever had. Um, I also learned how much that position is really for me and it was compelling. And again, a lot of the work we do is so integrated with our community here in Waikiki. And I was already doing that with some of the nonprofit work I was doing. So again, like I think the biggest lesson I've learned is just, you know, it sounds easy, but don't have fear when it doesn't, you know, ask questions and reach out to those people that, you know, like uh, that can support you. Again, my mentor was so such a big advocate for asking me questions and kind of helping me see what I truly knew existed, but didn't know yet at the time. So it was just a fabulous journey. And I'm so thankful to be here today as the general manager. Now I'm like, what else am I going to do? And that's like, I think that's growth, right? It's like, okay, I saw that. I kind of know a template now of when I'm not feeling fulfilled. Um, I'm not, it's within my own current position, but you know, honestly, like through COVID, I, despite all the challenges, it was like, how can I make this a learning opportunity? You know, the networking events I used to have went away. So how can I deepen myself in new skills or, you know, better myself through this time? Because we knew it wasn't, it was going to be a tough season for all of us. So I did a lot during COVID, like just personal reflection and strategic development. And even though 2020 was a hard year, it's, I still hope it to be one of my best yet. Wow. That's a great wow. statement. Yeah, really. It's incredible. Now, you, so it's an international marketplace where you, you guys were generally closed down for most of, you know, the 2020 area. How are you reopened now? Yeah, so we remained open throughout all of it because we still had essential, you know, businesses that were operating here, about eight of our hundred. So you could imagine just Waikiki and tourism also on top of that, you know, we Hawaii had a 14-day quarantine, which now you can bypass with a negative COVID test, but just tourism is one of our number one industries. So people say, do you have competitors? And they want us to say neighboring shopping centers. I'm like, our destination, you know, we compete against destinations here in Hawaii, like Mexico or the Caribbean. And so a lot of what I'm hoping my personal focus to be is helping our state um, in any capacity, just rebuild our industry, but hopefully more sustainable and, you know, make it better than it ever was before. And it was already pretty great. You know, Hawaii is very far away from your family and, and former friends or current friends, I should say. <laughs> um, what keeps you there? And what, I mean, you, do you think you're a lifer for Hawaii? 
I know so many people ask that and it's often I ask myself that and I check in with myself often and it's it's like it's still serving me and this community has been so great to me personally professionally when that scale starts to tip that's when I'll definitely you know look at that further but for the time being I'm in Hawaii and it's been seven years I was only supposed to be here for two and so yeah I could be a lifer but again I've just learned and I'm grateful that I learned early on you know with wanting to have an amazing career and kind of figuring out again, that template for when it's not working for me. Now I know when to pivot. Yeah. When that scale tips, I'll, I'll definitely look further. That's a great outlook. Yeah, I mean, kidding. it's true. I lived in New York and I thought I wouldn't, I, I never thought yeah. I'd leave New York, but life, different things in life happen and never say never. Up, yeah. True. Well, I'm like the opposite. I mean, I was born in LA and I've never left. <laughs> you need to get, you need to get out of here. <laughs> It's, I know. It's so it's so interesting. And like with my family, I'm fortunate, you know, we grew up traveling and just those travels and, you know, living in different places, living with, you know, in a different culture and, you know, has really helped me develop, you know, again, personally and professionally. And that's something, you know, with my own journey that I think is unique. And I wonder, yeah, if other people have had that too. Uh, what would you say, uh, speaking of your family, what would you say your biggest uh, with your parents? Like what was what's the biggest influence maybe that you got from your parents? Their work ethic and ability to problem solve and stay positive. Both of them, you know, my dad currently and my mom, you know, she's been retired, but, you know, worked for her dad's business and then was dedicated to a company for a long time, only worked for them. My dad owns three businesses. So I think when I went to college, you know, I was so focused on this medical career. But if I look at myself in high school and then after college, it's really been this like cyclical factor experience of like going back to my roots, even though I'm not in Michigan, but like going back to kind of the pillars of what excited me about life. And I found that with and working with my dad and just I would do my task and then after, you know, admin task and then I would do some marketing or work on a lease for him for one of his properties. And it's ironic because I do all of that now too, um, just many years later. And I think if I were to tell my younger self, I would have been like, you know, just listen to your gut. I give back to a lot of young professionals now who are in college or in high school or honestly any anyone who's kind of lost or looking for some confidence. That's my that's what I tell them. I'm like, just believe in yourself, trust your gut. We wouldn't all be here, you know, where I would think we're, you know, we all have followed non-traditional paths or, you know, kind of been up against that. And like, what a beautiful life we have. And that's honestly what I, what I want. I want a life of love and purpose and fulfillment. And if I didn't dare to leap or whatever that is, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be here. You had said that you want to help others discover opportunity. Where do you think that's going to take you? Do you have any idea? So right now it's just on the side and helping, you know, individuals. Um, you know, I just attended a, our University of Hawaii's professional leaders night. So I'll do kind of one-offs. I've done a cohort helping women, you know, kind of have some job readiness skills and programs. And that was so interesting because I think I came into that thinking I was going to help them write a resume and turned out it's nothing about the tangibles or the, you know, those pieces. It was really the confidence, you know, that support in the community we developed. Um, so I've touched on it a little bit here and there. Long term, I mean, is it consulting? Is it... You ever think of being a life coach? Right. Yeah. I think it's something, right, a life coach or, yeah, I, I, I'm definitely supportive of all of that. And I've had a great life coach as well. Weren't you a part of some kind of like a happiness project? Yeah. Her name's Alice Annoy. 
Yeah, and she's a life coach, career development expert. And again, in business, which I spend so much time helping businesses, you know, mine and then a few nonprofits I support, it really taught me that we need to develop strategic plans for our own lives personally. And ever since I did that, really focused on it starting in 2018, that's also like opened up the world to me. And I think it's something we should all do and I'd strongly advocate for. I really love the different things you've done along the way, you know, um, really always checking in with yourself and seeing how you're feeling about something. I mean, I think people sometimes are like, oh, well, I chose this. I got to keep doing this. It's really cool to be able to say, hey, maybe this isn't exactly what I want to do and I want to try something else. You're very adventurous. Yeah. And it's also scary as shit sometimes. But I think you just have to like, again, this if you want to, you know, I have a science brain. I was a science major. Statistically, I think they, you know, they call it trust in the unknown. And statistically, I've now seen it proven itself time and time again that, and I, again, I would tell myself this when I was younger, like, just go do the thing. Just go try. Who cares if you fail? You always learn from it when you trust the unknown. And now I'm almost like on the flip side, I get like, I'm almost addicted to it. Like I'm searching out the unknown because it's proven to be so well and I've had so much fun experiencing it. And that's, again, I'm, I like that I, the mindset shift that's occurred there too. That's really great. I love that. I feel like you're such a success story though. Like just cause you kind of, I don't know, it's, it's just, it's so unique and, and such a interesting story, I guess, too, from Michigan to LA to Hawaii and Oh, I'm just going to dive in. Let's see what happens. I'm just going for it. And you kill it every time. It's what it sounds like. That's so yeah. great. And she dives off a cliff in Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, now she yeah, dives I'd off a cliff so, in Hawaii. I'd, I'd be so grateful. No, but I, I think I, yeah, I am. I know you guys advocate and you know talk about being grateful so much. And definitely that's been another pillar of mine, just having so much gratitude. And like I said before, COVID has been so tough. And I think it's helped me dial down and peel back the layers on what's important, what's not. and Hopefully it's given me more focus to just keep going ahead. And like before I would have been so ashamed to say this or, or maybe, I don't know, I probably wouldn't have said it until I've gotten in and I'm okay if I don't get in, but uh, I believe I'm applying to MBA school oh. and, and I'm looking into that. And like, that's what, you know, I wrote an article during COVID about repositioning yourself and I, I led a women's leadership book club. And it's just, you know, before I... Again, it's just helped me focus my priorities and just really dialed in. And I'm really happy for that. And I'm learning things that can help myself, my company, society, just continue to move forward because we're all going to have to work together. Do you really feel like there's any chance you wouldn't get in to an MBA program? I mean, come on. <laughs> I'm going to give you the letter or the dean's address and you can, you can tell them <laughs> you said that. Let's go back to the part where I said you're such a success story. Right. <laughs> Jason and Julie gonna... said... I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna guess that you're gonna end up with like a free scholarship for that MBA. No, I mean, but you know what? No, you're not kidding. I seriously. I mean, are you like this? That's amazing. I think this is important too. And even the process of applying um, that I've learned is that you know I didn't do very well in undergrad, and it's that's the part where I was ashamed even of too and embarrassed because I know at my, at my core I'm a good student and I'm a I love working, so it didn't reflect on who I was who I know I am. So I wouldn't talk about that for a while. And even this process of applying, I already feel like I won because there's a part where I explain kind of 
what went on there and actually had an, a full opportunity to reflect on it. When you asked me to join you guys today, you know, after I asked you first, I was like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to share that because I know even already I shared it to a girlfriend last week and she's like, oh my God, I'm the same way. I've just never told anyone. So even, I mean, it's not huge, but if it helps one person, okay, again, that's a failure or I don't want to call it a failure, a lesson learned. And I'm happy to do that. And that's like, again, I'm, I can scream from the rooftops now. And that's again, that growth we're talking about. And I'm just so happy to keep experiencing that. And that's all I want to keep doing. You know, you just try something. Oh, that didn't work out or that didn't go the way I wanted. Oh, I'll pivot this way. And it's not really about failures. It's just about trying different things and, and releasing, I guess, releasing worry. A big, another big thing is releasing worry about what anyone else thinks, you know? Yeah. Yeah. In Brene Brown's book, that was the first book we read in our leadership club during COVID or book club. Um, it's the Dare to Lead book. She, you know, really loves Theodore Roosevelt. And there's this quote, I'm going to paraphrase, but it's, it's not about the critic who counts. It's the, the credit belongs to the man who actually shows up in the arena and does the work. Nice. I want people in my arena that want to try, want to do things differently. That's all I'm looking for. Just get in the arena with me. Yeah. Nice. We'll jump in. Perfect. Yeah, we'll be right there. <laughs> All right. I do think we are at the uh, pivotal part of the program. Ding, ding, ding. It's Drink. the, it's five o'clock somewhere portion of the Cause I Have To podcast. Are you ready, Brianna? I'm so ready. Bring it. All right. It's five quick questions. The first one, what is your favorite adult beverage? Red wine. Red wine? Yep. That's my girl. Now, what kind? Don't say Pinot. Don't say Pinot. <laughs> a nice cab. A nice cab. All right, nice. Jason. I like it. Question two. One place you would live if it couldn't be Hawaii. New York City. I'm not playing the player here. Oh, <laughs> nice. easy there. I like New York, too. It's a good one. Question three. Your biggest pet peeve. People who say they're going to do things and not following through with it, you know, you can talk the talk, but you don't walk the walk. I like it. Yeah, I like it too. That's a good one. Four, who has been your biggest inspiration? My parents. I love them. I love them too. They're the best. <laughs> they are the best. Uh, number five, what's your favorite Hawaiian dish and can you make it? I would say the thing that's coming to mind right now I must be craving is a locomoco. Two scoops rice, a hamburger patty, over easy egg, gravy all over. Yes, I can make it. And it's especially good after too many glasses of red wine. Wow, that sounds delicious. <laughs> that does sound amazing. It's delicious. Oh <laughs> all right, that's it's five o'clock somewhere. Everybody grab a drink. Yep, thank yep, you, Brianna, yep. for being on our Cause I Have To podcast. And thank you for living your dream. Thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor to be here with both of you. Absolutely. We love you, girl. We love we you. Love I you. love you. All so much love. Thanks for listening to the Cuz I Have To podcast. Don't miss an episode by clicking subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Share the show with your friends. And if you dug what you heard, leave us a great review. And if you know somebody living their dharma, because they have to, and you think they'd be a great guest, email us at cuzihavetopodcast at gmail.com. Till next time.